Amen. I love him because he first loved me. Amen. You have your Bibles this morning. Turn to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. We're going to look at one verse there to jump off with. We've got other verses to look at this morning. But uh, we want to start here. And I want to begin a series that we've entitled Coming of the Perfect Storm. Coming of the Perfect Storm. You know, with the next primary election of our great nation being only 23 days away, I want to begin this four-part series You know, because I see brewing on the horizon a coming storm that is referred to as a perfect coming storm. Now, a perfect storm, let me give you the definition. Jeremy, flip us up there to that next next one there. Hit it there one more time. There we go. A perfect storm, a definition of a perfect storm is an expression that describes an event where a rare combination of circumstances will magnify a situation greatly. Now, again, think about that. The perfect storm is an expression that describes an event where a rare combination of circumstances will magnify a situation drastically. Now, you may remember the movie in 2000 with that name. You know, I watched that movie. It was a pretty exciting movie, I guess you might say. But that movie was actually based on a true story about a commercial fishing boat, you know, that was lost at sea along with all its crew having been caught in the perfect storm of 1991. Now, their their worst fears were realized on that Halloween uh, day in 1991 when they uh, confronted three raging weather fronts which unexpectedly collided together, and it produced the greatest, fiercest storm of history. Now, a perfect storm uh, from a weather perspective is when the Gulf Stream uh, low-pressure system, it it produces a counterclockwise rotation of the winds, you know, and it begins gathering moisture from the Atlantic, and then an Arctic high-pressure moves in you know, producing clockwise winds. And you can imagine when clockwise winds and counterclockwise winds collide, it results in what they call and refer to as a perfect storm. And when this happens, a phenomenon of unusual magnitude results in a negative and unpredictable factor. Now, the term, no, go back, Jeremy, you're way ahead of me, son. Right? Now, back one more. We're breaking Jeremy in this morning. The term is also used, I've got it up here for you, the term is also used to describe an actual phenomenon that occurs, you know, as a result of the coming together of circumstances. Trust me this morning, there's coming together, about to come together, a coming of circumstances resulting in an event of unusual magnitude. You see, it is also used to describe the particularly bad or critical state of affairs which is what's going to happen when Jesus Christ comes again. And it's going to be arising from a number of negative, unpredictable factors. Now, I firmly believe it matters not who gets elected on the March 1st primary nor the general election in November, as none of these candidates are going to be able to stop the coming together of circumstances resulting in in a negative or unusual magnitude. Now, Jesus speaking to his disciples here in our scripture text this morning, Jesus made this statement to his disciples, Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, 
Now, kind of get this picture. It was just the disciples that come to him, and they ask him a question. His response was to his people. Who is his people today? We are. So the response was to his disciples and all the people to follow, which is us. Here's what he says. Tell us, the disciples said, when will these things be? And what shall be a sign of thy coming and the end of the world? In other words, Master, what will be a sign that will help your people to predict when that perfect storm is going to produce a phenomenon unusual, of unusual magnitude that's going to result in a negative and unpredictable factor so horrifying that it's going to bring about the end of the world. When's this going to happen? What is going to be the signs, Master, that your people can look at and know that, it, that this perfect storm is right on the horizon? Folks, Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth very soon. And when he does, there's going to be an event take place like never before. A perfect storm is going to occur, you know, and those not prepared are going to be destroyed. Those not prepared are going to spend eternity in a place prepared for his devil and his angels, a place that is going to burn with fire and brimstone for eternity. And just like with the weather where meteorologists have uh, gotten so that they can predict the perfect storm, let me tell you, meteorologists now can say that perfect storm is going to hit because they're watching these weather systems, that, uh, because the meteorologists can uh, predict this and give us warning and people can prepare themselves. Folks, Jesus has given his people, he has given to you and I in order that, uh, signs in order that we too can predict when that perfect storm that's going to bring about the end of the time that will happen in order so we can be prepared, in order that we too can issue a warning to others. However, as you look around at our world today, I see that the signs of a perfect storm are coming to pass, yet so many people, even Christian people, even people within our churches, are closing their ears and their eyes to the warning that's being put before them. Look, now Jesus himself made it crystal clear we cannot know the date of his return. Please understand, I'm not a date setter. I don't believe in date setting. In other words, if I see someone predict the date that Jesus is coming, I know he's not coming that date. We cannot know the date of the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He made that clear. In fact, he stated in Matthew chapter 24, verse 36, Of that day and that hour knoweth no man, not even the angels in heaven, not even the Son himself. So Jesus don't even know when he's coming. He's just waiting for God to just kind of hit him in the side and say, Go get it. Go, go. You know, so no one can predict that day. However, the Bible makes it equally clear that those who have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling within them, that is, those who believe in Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, can understand the nature of times that's going to mark the soon return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In fact, Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5, he said this, but of the times, no, go back, Jeremy, but Paul said this, so what about, no, go, uh, Keep going, Jeremy. You're... No, go back, son. Right there. All right, but of the times and the season, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, he says. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, 
Then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travaileth with a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, who's he referring to as brethren? Folks, you and me, okay? Those of us who know Christ as their personal Savior. But you, brethren, you're not in darkness. These things are not hid from you, he saith, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all children of light, and the children of the day, we are not of night nor of darkness. Now he says, therefore, whenever you see the word therefore, that simply means because of this. Folks, because we're not children of darkness. Folks, because we are children of light. Because we are children of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He said, therefore, let us not sleep as others do. In other words, let us not close our eyes to these signs. Let us not close our ears to these signs. But let us watch, he says, and let us be sober. Let us know what is happening, you know, is a result of the prophecy uh, that's, uh, that is coming fulfilled because of the soon return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And folks, the season of the Lord's return is now. The signs of times are right before us. And as children of God, children of God, we should be watching uh, so that day does not overtake us as a thief in the night. The signs of that perfect storm are all about us, folks. And as his children, we must be sounding the alarm loud and clear. We're coming to the end of this age, and we're going to begin the age of Jesus Christ's return in his glorious reign here on this earth. Now, the question we're going to ask, uh, address today is simple. What are the signs of his glorious return here to earth? Okay? The first one is this. Five areas in which the coming of the perfect storm can be seen. Though there are many areas that God has chosen to give us a sign in order, we're going to look at just five of them today with the first one being this. Signs found in the heart of man. Signs found in the heart of man. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 37 and 38, you know, Jesus had this to say. He said, but as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as the days of the, uh, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Folks, Genesis chapter 6 describes the days of Noah, you know, when mankind's hearts and minds were focused on evil. They had done turn their back on God. In the days of Noah, immorality and, and violence was everywhere. And Paul spells it out in detail in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 4, uh, 1 through 4, when he says this about the signs found in the hearts of mankind. We'll throw that up there for you too. He says, realize this, that in the last days, in the last days, difficult times will come. Folks, are we in difficult times? You better believe we are. For men will be lovers of their self. We are living in a selfish society. Everybody thinks of themselves. He says men are going to be lovers of themselves. They're going to be lovers of money. Can you imagine the love of money? People don't love money, do they? You better believe they do. And they'll do anything to do it. get it. Boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents. Boy, children are just perfect today, aren't they? No disobedience in the heart of kids. I know y'all think I've been smoking something if you got kids. Disobedient to parents, ungrateful. <laughs> you think kids are ungrateful today? You better, hey, 
Grown-ups are ungrateful, okay? Irreconcilable, you know, malicious, gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God? Does that describe today's world? You better believe it does. Truly, this is the condition of the hearts of mankind and society today. We're living in a day and time where good has become evil and evil has become good. And just as in the days of Noah, mankind has perverted God's design for marriage, alcohol and drug abuse have overtaken this nation. Mankind loves themselves rather than or, or possess a love for God. The young are disobedient to the parents. Parents are disobedient to those in authority. People are ungrateful to God for the blessings that he's bestowed upon them. And the, and the, the majority of even those within our churches are lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Uh, you know, I will assure you there's many people in, in many churches that are not in church today because there's some pleasure things they are doing today instead of being in the house of God. Some things that please them. Look, this is a sign of the coming perfect storm. The disciples asked Jesus for a sign of his coming in the end of the world, and the evil that is found in the heart of mankind was just one of them. Now, the second sign is this. Signs found in the spiritual world. Here's what Paul had to say to Timothy. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust. Now, what is a lust? A lust is anything we desire, okay? So after their own lust, they shall heap themselves to teachers having itching ears. In other words, they just want to hear what they want to hear. They don't want to hear what they're doing might be wrong. Just tickle my ears, pastor, and I'll be happy. Tickle my ears, and I may even invite some of my friends to the church so their ears can be tickled too. We don't want to hear the truth because the truth may have to uh, may, may cause us to look deep within inside ourselves. And in verse 4 he says, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. Wow. More evidence of the coming of the perfect storm is that at the end of this age, Spiritual signs will abound. Three times in Matthew 24, Jesus warned that at the end of this age, you are going to see many, many false prophets claiming to be Christ with the result being cult following and the misleading of people away from the true teachings of the Bible. And we are seeing that today. And as a result of the false teaching, many churches have already become apostate. Many churches are actually denying Jesus. Many churches are, are ignoring moral law. And I submit to you that in many churches, there is a spiritual problem that keeps people from understanding the truth. Look, you preach against homosexuality and you're a homophobic. You preach against adultery and you're just out of touch. This is the way it's done today. You know, you preach against abortion, and now you're being political, pastor. Look, we're living in a day and time where people have closed their ears to the truth and anyone speaking the truth. And we need to be clear that God loves sinners. Don't get me wrong. God loves sinners. And he doesn't want them to go to hell. 
What he wants is for them to accept the sacrifice he gave on Mount Calvary over 2,000 years ago so he can change their life. But when these sins are destroying our nation, when the leaders of our nation are embracing these sins, when people of our nation are closing their ears to the truth simply for the sake of getting along, when those who claim to be Christians have no problem voting for people who do not hold the biblical values, there's a spiritual problem and I believe that the sign of those who will not endure sound doctrine and the sign of people who are turning their ears to the truth are clearly right before us today. Now, the third thing we see is this, signs found in nature. <clears throat> what do we mean by that? In Luke chapter 21, Jesus said, and there's going to be great earthquakes in diverse places. In other words, various places you wouldn't even expect earthquakes and famine. Jesus said there's going to be pestilence. He said there's going to be fearful sights and great signs that's going to come from heaven. You see, as a result of the turning away from God, God is going to continue to increase signs of nature. We can look around, folks, and we can see an increase in famine. We can see an increase in pestilence and earthquakes. Jesus warned that in the end, he said there will be Great famine, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these, he said, though, are the beginning of sorrow. I haven't seen it yet. The beginning of sorrow. Look, if we are not experiencing floods in one part of the nation, we're experiencing drought in another. Okay? It, 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 we have fires destroying millions of acres of land and thousands of homes. Along with floodings and droughts and fires, we've seen food supplies running low, which causes the prices to escalate, and our grocery shelves are empty. In 2007, the World Health Organization, they issued a warning that infectious diseases are emerging more quickly and spreading faster around the globe than ever before and they are becoming increasingly difficult to treat. Now, we see disease all the time. In fact, COVID has people running scared and they're doing whatever the government tells them to without even questioning it. You know what's going to take place during the tribulation period when the, when, 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 when the Antichrist comes on the scene? People are going to do whatever he tells them to do in order to be able to buy food, in order to be able to get medical treatment, in order to, to be able to survive. And you know what we're seeing today? Listen to me. We're seeing the groundwork laid for that. We're seeing the groundwork laid for that. People doing whatever their government tells them to do so they can travel. You don't have a vaccine card, you're not traveling. You don't have a vaccine card, you can't, I think some of these states, you can't go to a sporting event without a vaccine card. It's going to get to the point you can't go in a grocery store without a vaccine card. Folks, all this that we're seeing today is laying the groundwork for Antichrist to come on the scene and people already being, you know, uh, mentally ready to just follow what Antichrist says. How sad. How sad. Look, regarding earthquakes, scientific data shows that, that, that we've been seeing a large increase in seismic activity. And there's no doubt that we're going to continue to see 
uh, 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 an increase in earthquakes and volcanic activity in the coming years. You see, natural disasters of every type have been increasing greatly and in frequency and in intensity, intensity just like birth pains. Now, I, I thank God I'm a man. You know, you women, I, I hate to know what y'all going through when birth pains start happening, you know. But here's what I know after, you know, having four, my wife, not me, but my wife having four, you know, being there with her, the closer it gets to delivery time, what happens, ladies, the more frequent the pains come, the more intense the pain comes until the time of birth. That's what Jesus is saying. The closer we get, the more you're going to see famine, the more you're going to see pestilence, the more you're going to see earthquakes, the more you're going to see natural disasters, and not only see them more frequently, but they're going to get worse and worse and worse. So he says natural disasters of every type have been increasing greatly in frequency and intensity, just like birth pains upon a woman when a child is about to be delivered. These signs found in nature are simply God's way of calling people to repent and return to a loving relationship with him. Now, the fourth thing we see here is signs of war and rumors of war. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 6, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for these things must come to pass. They must come to pass. But he says the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom shall rise against kingdom. You see, ever since World War II, many countries have been building up massive arsenals of, of conventional and nuclear weapons, of which could lead to World War III at any moment. Folks, we're on the doorsteps of World War III. Look around what's going on in the world. The potential for war grows day by day, but that's not the only kind of war we see going on around us. Let me submit to you that there's war going on around us that we've closed our eyes to. What am I talking about? We have war on terror. You know, we, we have been, there's warring going on in our streets of our big cities. We have war against law enforcement. We have warring going on in our homes. You see, when you see riots in the street, when you see protests that turn violent, all of these are signs of a coming perfect storm that's right upon us. And trust me <clears throat> on this, just as birth pains of a woman grow more intense and more frequent the closer to her time of giving birth, so are all these terror attacks going to grow more frequent and more intense. So is, uh, you know, so is uh, the, the rioting in the street. You're going to see that get worse and worse. So next time you see warring on the street or another law enforcement shot down, you know, in cold blood by some thug just for the fun of it, don't ask, what's wrong with our nation? Don't ask, what's wrong with our people nowadays? Rather than asking that question, look up. Look up and understand what you see going on is a sign of the soon return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. It's a sign of the perfect storm that's brewing, that's right around the corner. Now, the next thing we see here, signs concerning Israel. Now, the prophetic signs that relate to Israel are probably the most important of all 
because the Jews are God's prophetic time clock. Let me say that again. The nation of Israel, the Jews, are God's prophetic time clock. And what this means is this. Scripture often ties a prophetic event with something that will happen directly to the Jews. You study Scripture and you see it time and time again. An example can be found in Matthew 24 where Jesus prophesied that the reestablishment of the nation of Israel would be an end-time sign and using a fig tree as a symbol for Israel, he prophesied that when the fig tree reblossoms, the generation that sees that fig tree reblossom, you know, they will be the generation that sees the return of the Lord. Can I tell you something? May the 14th, 1948, that fig tree reblossomed. That fig tree reblossomed when the nation of Israel was reestablished, making our generation, our generation, the one that's going to witness the return of our Lord. In fulfillment of prophecy of the Jews, they were dispersed. Uh, you know, in 70 A.D., and they returned in June of uh, 67, marking this day as the time and the season of the Lord's return. In, in Luke 21, you know, the prophecy there was that uh, the Jews would be dispersed from Jerusalem and led captive among the nations and then return. And again, those events happened in 70 A.D. and then in 1967. And there are other prophecies concerning Israel that mark the end times and when Jesus will return. One's found in Isaiah chapter 35 where we were told that the decimated and barren land of Israel will flourish once again. And in fulfillment of this prophecy, in the early 20th century, you know, the Jewish settlers began reclaiming the land. And today, Israel has become one of the breadbaskets of the Middle East. Zechariah chapter 12 tells us that Israel uh, will become a military powerhouse in the end times. And today, that tiny nation of Israel is considered by military experts to have the, mo the fourth most powerful military in the world. Another key prophetic sign of the coming of the perfect storm is related to Israel in Zechariah 12, you know, is one of the whose fulfillment we are witnessing today, and that is the focusing of world politics upon this tiny nation of Israel. All the nations of the world, folks, and now I believe including the United States of America, are coming against Israel over the land that Israel controls, the, the land that God has promised to the nation of Israel. And can I tell you something? If the United States of America continues on the side of the Arab nation, in wanting Israel to give up more and more of the land that God has promised to them, that coming perfect storm is going to produce a phenomenon of unusual magnitude that will result in a negative and unpredictable factor so horrifying it's going to bring about the end of this dispensation. Church, there's a coming perfect storm on the horizon that's about to bring about the end of this dispensation and take us into the next. One can close their eyes and their ears to the warning signs that are right before, but just closing our ears and closing our eyes is not going to keep it from happening. You know, if the emergency broadcast system, you know, if you watch much TV, you know now and then they'll beep and the emergency broadcast system will come on. But if an emergency broadcast system interrupted your favorite television program 
and announced that you should take cover due to either a tornado or a hurricane, you know, you would probably do so. If you looked outside and you seen the sky getting darker and you hear the thunder rolling, you say, the meteorologists know what they're talking about. There is a storm coming. There's a tornado coming. There's a hurricane coming. They're telling me I better take cover, so I better take cover. And most people would take cover. Listen, if you'll focus on the signs that we have looked at this morning, you'll both see and hear that there's a coming perfect storm that's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. Now the question is, are you going to ignore the signs or are you going to heed the warnings? Again, there's a perfect storm brewing, folks. The signs are everywhere. Now I'm not one of them that's going to tell people we need to put on a, uh, what is that, aluminum foil hat and go stand on a mountain. No, 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 we're waiting on our Lord to take us out of here. Okay? We're waiting on our Lord to take us out before this perfect storm hits. But we need to go about warning people that what we see going on in our nation today, what we see going on in our world today, what we see going on, you know, in our families today, in our schools today, in our nation today, in Washington, D.C., all of these are signs that Jesus said, just watch. Just watch. And when you see these things coming or happening, know that there's a perfect storm brewing. Now, the question we must ask ourselves is, Jesus is going to rapture us out of here before that perfect storm hits. You know, we're not going to see the, the perfect storm I'm talking about is the second coming of Jesus Christ. But the question is, will you be raptured out before that perfect storm hits? Because you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. Or are you going to be left here to go through that seven-year tribulation and have to face that perfect storm? Because you know not Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. If you're here today and you don't know him as your personal Savior, you're going to witness that perfect storm. In fact, you're going to be in that perfect storm. And there's no tornado shelter that will keep you safe from it there's no brick home that will keep you safe from it you'll have to go through it so if you're here today and you don't know christ as your personal savior we want to give you the opportunity to come and let's let us show you how you can be saved how you can accept christ as your personal savior here in just a moment we're going to have a song of invitation and when we stand if you don't know Christ as your Savior, why not come up here? Just come forward. We'll get you with an altar counselor. Let them tell you, lead you to the cross. Child of God, if you're not serving him the way you should, maybe this needs to be a time during this invitation for you to make a fresh commitment to him. Let's pray.